Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm back again this week for quite a doozy of an episode. We'll be talking about Corinne with my dear friend and former Bachelor, Ben Higgins. Hi, Ben. I'm sitting in Florida right now. Oh, man. Uh, How lovely. And so it's warm. So I'm pumped about it. (laughs) That's great. Um, Why are you in Florida? So actually today is my first day back to um, real life job uh, post bachelor. Oh, whoa. So you're just like, you're back to being Ben Higgins, man of the world. (laughs) I am. I I am back. I I have a very supportive fiance that said, uh, hey, what's your career path? And I said... (laughs) Good question. <laughs> and so I'm going back to work. Wow. You're kind of like um, a woman after she has a baby, like going back to work. <laughs> I kind of, it's, it's a very odd feeling of now sitting like in an office building and everything just kind of feels like a dream. Wow. Like, I don't know what just happened with the last two years of my life, but I feel like it put me out in a good place. So you're a software salesman, right? I am. Yes. Cool. That's what Nick is, too, I think. Or he was. Uh, yeah. Cool. I like how your response to being a software salesman is cool. I don't know if anything about it is, is cool. I'm just trying to support you, okay? <laughs> I mean, it'd be like, oh, uh, yeah, what do you do for a living? Well, I sell software that you nobody really is that excited about. Oh, that's such a cool job. I'm really proud of you. I do think it's cool. I'm happy you're back to work. That's I think that like actually shows a lot of um, like positive positive traits about you. (laughs) Yeah, you know it was. (laughs) Well, thank you for that. But um, I was in Los Angeles like two weeks ago with a bunch of people that have produced The Bachelor, and they were all kind of catching up on life. And they were talking to me about what I was doing. And I said, "Well, I'm going back to work." (laughs) And they all looked at each other like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "That's." That's interesting. And and like for a moment I felt very insecure about it. I was like, well, you know, it's just temporary, even though it's not. Like I, I started to like protect myself. And I was like, wait, why am I feeling bad about going back to work? So like we just don't typically have that happen. Like that just doesn't typically happen where somebody goes back to the job they had before. And so I'm still trying to figure out if it's that's a good thing or bad thing. It's definitely um, good. You're a trail you're a trailblazer of normalcy in the Bachelor Nation. I love it. <laughs> Uh, all right well maybe nick will be the same oh my god nick is not the same and i we you know that and i know that he doesn't live in chicago he does not work for salesforce he hasn't for years <laughs> like it's just ridiculous we're gonna get into this week's episode but before what did you think when you watched the premiere and like they show nick walking down the streets of chicago like pretending to go to work <laughs> you know that's i'm kind of frustrated with that because I think with me, they did a good job at kind of just highlighting what my life was really like. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, Ben isn't anything like his life isn't anything like crazy exciting. And he, you know, is passionate about things that most people probably can get behind. And and they highlighted that and just made me normal, which is good because there's nothing hopefully like too abnormal about me. I wish with Nick they just would have rocked what he really is. Like, he doesn't live in Chicago. We all know that. And I think Nick would appreciate it just saying, hey, this is who I am. This is where my life has taken me. Um, you know, I'm happy. It's working. And somehow I got fit out as a bachelor. And if somebody wants to join me and, and kind of we can start living life together, great. 
but I, I don't like how they kind of fake that. Yeah, it was it was really weird, particularly because Nick Hat is pretty open. Like I think three episodes yeah. in now, we can see that he is definitely very different bachelor than we're used to. Um, he's certainly very different from you, though. I know you guys are good friends, right? You you get along pretty well. We get along really well, um, but we're definitely different. I yeah. think. I think. We, yeah, we. I would one hundred percent admit that uh, he has a lot of characteristics that are, you know, that I'm impressed by, and that I, you know, in a sense, I maybe envy. And then I think there are things that, when I was kind of talking about with him about my experience and just life, I think we don't see eye to eye on stuff. Which right. If we all did, it would be a boring life, anyways. Right. Okay. So this is great. I'm so happy you're on this week. We we picked week three so that we would like really have a, a real body of work for us to dig into. Having seen him on the show now, uh, now, I... now we've got six hours. Also, you were at the famous Jade and Tanner wedding, so you got some Liz insight. We're gonna get to all of that, but um, I want to start for okay. I want to start just going over. The, we're gonna get into this episode with a couple of different superlatives. So. I want to start by going over the top three overreactions of the week from the different women. Um, I'm going to throw them at you, and you can let me know you think, okay? So we're going to go descending order. So number three was Dominique. And Dominique uh, got sent home in the middle of a date because she didn't feel like she got enough time with Nick. (laughs) And... what what's the best way to handle the girl that you don't really know, but also just aren't interested in getting to know? Like Nick was obviously just like Dominique's out. Like he hadn't given her a date at all. Yeah. He didn't spend a lot of time with her. Like there was really no reason to keep her around because he didn't know her at all. So like, what's the best way to handle that situation? Um, talk about what their favorite food is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think like you run into a very, sticky situation there because you know it is probably pretty obvious to nick right away who his maybe eight to ten girls are that he's really interested in and that will continue to narrow down as you go and so she probably wasn't one of those girls but yet she was probably there because he was either a attracted to her or b was interested in what her story was but i always felt weird because i didn't feel comfortable with a, a, a woman sharing her story when I knew she was going to be going home, mm-hmm. um, but you can't, you can't say, Hey, by the way, you're going home. Just keep this light tonight. Um, most of the women really want to start expressing themselves, which is a healthy thing to do, but you don't want them to share about their deepest and darkest secrets when it's all ending. Um, so I would say, try to keep it light, uh, keep it fun. Um, I think Nick does a pretty good job. I, I've actually, we'll we get into Nick here in a little bit, but I think he does a good job at keeping it light. And, and at that point she was pressuring him to like pull more, more out of their relationship. And I think he did the right thing by saying, no, that's, this isn't fair to you. Like this is no longer going to gonna work. Right. He does seem like he's pretty like honest about that when he's, that's the thing about all this current business who we'll certainly talk about more. It's like, I can tell, and I bet you can too, like who he's into and who he's not. Like he's not really good at faking it, which is why, yep why he's like a fun bachelor because like he doesn't he doesn't really hide how he's feeling or at least is not capable of it which is probably like not great for tv but in terms of like the ongoing <laughs> redemption of nick it's kind it is kind of great but and, and dominique like really flipped out like if he's not giving you the time then like girl take take a hint you know it's for a reason yeah just be like some of the other girls there and just you know ride the wave see how long <laughs> you can make it i don't know <laughs> at what point do you know like who's in your top 10 like you start out with like thirty, you know, you had like twenty eight girls. I think Nick had thirty. And like, when do you know like who's your top ten? What week? Uh, I, I think my I, I I did something during the season just to help me kind of like 
keep my mind focused and figure out where I'm at, where like every, pretty much every night I would sit down in my, in my room after the days were over and go through each girl and what I was interested in and what I wasn't. And again, kind of who excited me and who didn't. And I pretty much think I had my top 10 figured out from about week three. Oh, wow. So like right about now with the week from where we are on the show. Yeah. I would say like second to third time spending time with each other, like seeing how the women interacted amongst each other or on a one-on-one. And obviously like, you know, some of that, I was wrong on a couple. Um, I think like for, you know, there, Leah, there was always you don't need to surprises. say it. You don't need to say it, but you were wrong on Leah. She went after your girl, Lauren. So we know that was not cool. <laughs> gotta get protective. I gotta get, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. So like that situation was one where I look back and I'm thinking like there was, there was obviously something more to Leah than I was seeing, but you know, at the end of it, like, I would say there was four or five girls that I was very, very interested in. And that probably started at like week five or six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Nick is, Nick is close to there, but I, I think we could probably guess like who, who he's into. Um, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, someone he is really into, who is my number two overreactor of the week was Vanessa, who got a great date, which we'll talk about. And the way that she responded to Liz from Liz from Jane Tanner's wedding. We had a video. We posted a video on like their Ringer Twitter and Ringer Facebook yesterday of a supercut of every time um, Jane Tanner's wedding was said. And it was a lot. Like if I never hear the phrase Jane Tanner's wedding again after this podcast, <laughs> that would be completely fine. It was ridiculous. It's sort of like yeah. it's like a song that everyone knows or something. Jane Tanner's wedding. Jane Tanner's wedding. And then and then this week's episode started with Nick saying Jane Tanner's wedding when he's telling the girls what happened. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's a haunting reminder of Jane Tanner's wedding. And (laughs) I think Tanner had a tweet that said something like, you know, thanks, Nick, for continuing to keep me relevant. Or I don't know exactly what it was at some point, but it was hilarious because it's true. Like, this is that was such a a minor. I think the Bachelor franchise figured that Jane Tanner's wedding would be a really beautiful ceremony for them. But a kind of a minor storyline when it came to, like, the franchise in general. But instead, like. If you think about it, up until now at week two, it has pretty much made their season. Like, it has continued to keep at least me intrigued. And I was at the wedding. Like, I, I know what happened. But it's keep me, kept me intrigued, and, and I'm sure they're pretty excited about that. It's true. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, T- at Tanner's tweet right now, and he tweeted, I'm literally getting more airtime on Nick's season than I did on Caitlin's hashtag Jane Tanner's wedding. <laughs> That's very true. I also will say that um, I did not care at all about Tanner when you guys were on Caitlin's season, but now I love him. He seems really fun. He's the best. He is. He's, he's like, he's definitely one of the, the better people to come from Caitlin's season. He's just, he's hilarious. Yeah. He seems like, he seems like a fun dude. Um, they seem like a nice couple. And he's with Jane. And- yeah, it's a great couple. Jaden Tanner's wedding was just a really beautiful ceremony. She said it was, she called in last week. She said it was really nice. Um, how drunk was everyone? Um, you know, I, I'll be honest. Um, I was very protected. Oh. So I don't know. Interesting. Um, because that was during the airing of my season. Oh. And um, so, like, I didn't drink a lot. First off, because um, I had press the next day but then also because it was just kind of better for me to not you know be in any shots like you know dancing alone because I was with Lauren at the time like dancing alone on the side of the dance floor is like a very sad scene that nobody wants to show so I was protected I don't really know (laughs) that's funny um what does that mean you're protected like you had like a producer with you at all times uh yeah or like the handler who I'm really close with um kind of just hung out with me the whole time or 
Um, we just, they, you know, I think for everybody's good, like just made sure that I wasn't like on the dance floor, like shaking. Because I mean, I, I've been known to just dominate the dance floor if I if I have really? the opportunity. Really? Well, well, Lauren <laughs> might not think so, but um, all I remember is a really sweaty. Um, if I had to take a guess, intoxicated Chris Souls coming up and like dancing like next to me and just kind of like soaking me down with oh his sweat at one point. Gross. <laughs> so that was that's my big takeaway. That was that was my big memory from Jaden Tanner. Did life. you meet Liz, the maid of honor? Um, I, I'm sure I met her uh, at some point. I, I remember the night um, when I went to bed. Uh, I, I walked back up to the room, and at that point, Nick and Crystals were having a dance-off. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at some point post me going to bed, the uh, I, I forget how Liz explained it last night on the show, but it was I, I find myself during a lot of these Liz and Nick moments like covering my eyes because I'm just feeling so like awkward and yeah. overwhelmed with, like, feel, you know, it's weird feelings and so i forget exactly what she said but however she explained their night was pretty uh explicit yeah she yeah she uh she made him look really bad on the heels of (laughs) andy writing that her most awkward sexual encounter ever was with nick in the fantasy suite um liz threw salt in nick's wounds (laughs) by saying that uh she made it sound like it was really awkward. I think she did um, like a little robot robot dance to like make it sound seem like it was very like robotic and not particularly fluid. Their motion together, and she didn't make Liz look good. She did it. I'm sorry. I'm sure Nick knows it. Nick, Nick definitely watches all of these, and I'm sure he, knowing Nick, he laughed it off. But um, yeah, that was that was not flattering for him, but really, but really funny. And also, I, I kind of suspected that's what happened. Um, I was just like, well, knowing what Andy yeah. wrote like it had to been bad plus like they were clearly wasted so you know doesn't sound great but <laughs> anyway so what happened on the show this week was last week um Liz gets sent home and Kristen and after telling Kristen who I think is very funny um unintentionally so that you know she what happened at Jay and Tanner's wedding and then Nick decides yeah. And I, I want I want your inside opinion on this, but Nick decides to use the cocktail party to stand in front of all of the women and tell them that he had sex with another woman, which like, of course, Nick's 35. He's a sexual being. Everyone knows Nick has sex. That's like that's basically what he's been defined by. But why would he choose that tactic of just standing in front of all the women? Like, is that something the producers encourage him to do? Does he make that choice on his own? Like, how does that happen? Yeah. First off, I we, we you and I have to watch the Bachelor together at some point because I, I really do love talking to you about this. I actually kind of just like talking to you about like any situation. <laughs> so like, thanks, your, take, your takeaways are just so on point. Um, <laughs> so Nick, Nick had a probably. A, I mean, that's his choice. Like, I, I don't, I don't ever have a situation where the, the producers would have told me anything to say to the women. That was actually most of the time a really good moment to kind of, for me, I, I like to like clean up the week if any, anything was missing. And then um, just for pretty much every week, just tell them, Hey, th- thanks for still being here. Like, I don't know, this is so weird for me too. And like the fact that you continue to hang out here and like watch me date other women and act like you're still interested at least like it's pretty big of you. Um, you know, there's two things I'd say about Nick. And, and, and like you said, I'm a good friend of Nick. I, I, I think Nick's great. I think he's, 
kept me entertained, and I think he actually is has stayed very true to himself through this whole thing that I'm watching so far. So I, I, I have a lot of um, positive takeaways, I guess, watching this show from Nick. I have a couple really negative ones <laughs> that he now knows about. Um, Please tell me. <laughs> okay, one is my, 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 my biggest pet peeve, and then we'll get back to why he chose to speak there, is I don't love the fact that he decides to kiss the girls in front of the other girls. Yeah, what is that? that? That's so rude. I've never seen it's so rude, um, and he know I, 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 he does know this, and like, I, uh, you know, like you said, Nick can shake this off, and like, I am not here to give criticism, to Nick. I know how hard it is to be the bachelor. I know that it's like there's a there's no winning half the time, but I don't think like I gave. I was texting a group thread last night, and I was like, I just give a lot of really awkward hugs, and so like when the moment hit where it's like, I really want to kiss this girl, or I could tell that it was happening, and there's other women around, you just go in for a really awkward embrace. Mm. because mm. you can't start like it's rude it's awkward and i don't know how those other women can stand there and watch it and like feel okay then about going on a date with him and like having him open up to them like that that would be really hard for me if i had to watch you know going back to like caitlin's season if i had to watch her doing that like i don't know how much longer i could have stuck around right yeah, it also just seems like a bad uh, strategy. Like, like okay, it's rude. It sucks for the girls, but it just seems like it doesn't like win him any points with when, when I guess like he he thinks that they should be winning him over. I just feel like he's still in contestant mode and he's not in bachelor mode. And like contestant Nick is like, yeah, is make out as much as possible. You know, go for it. You know, go back to her room when you're not supposed to. Like that, we know that's what contestant Nick does. And I just feel like he kind of like can't he can't shake his uh, his sex drive almost. It's like he's like so beholden to it or something. It's it makes her an entertaining bachelor, yeah. but it seems like it's really bad for his strategy of like winning over viewers and the girls. <laughs> exactly. And I, I last night I was watching it with Lauren, and I was like, Lauren, like how long would you be around? Like if by any chance like i was in a pool grabbing some other girl's boobs kissing her like (laughs) 10 foot from you and she's like there's just no shot like she had a hard lauren had a hard enough time just like seeing me walk out of the house with some other girls like and not that lauren is is jealous or insecure lauren's a cool chick i really liked Uh, her when you guys came by she's a cool chick and she's like so i feel like she has a pretty like typical or normal thought processes and the whole thing she's like i just couldn't do it like how could i marry somebody that i've also seen grabbing a girl's naked boobs yeah. like 10 foot from me? yeah well that's how vanessa felt too because vanessa had the line of the week in my opinion and it's hard to do given that corinne is on the show but she so you know so <laughs> at the end of the episode um so so vanessa she really freaked out about the liz thing which i thought was kind of stupid like i don't know he knew her before he didn't choose to have her on the show like it's not really his fault that she was there and like i i I don't know is he supposed to like disclose his entire sexual history at the beginning of the show like no like i don't know it's just like she kind of uh she took it the wrong way but they made her look really funny at the beginning because they showed a shot of her drinking from her drink with through a straw which is like every woman knows that's what you do to preserve your makeup to make sure it doesn't get messed up but um (laughs) it just made it made her look petty in a moment where she was kind of like being petty which i felt bad for her because i actually like vanessa because and she won me over by the end of the episode because she confronted nick when um Corinne brought in the stupid bouncy castle. By the way, what do you call that? What do you call that bouncy castle where you're from in Indiana? A 
Bounce House. Okay, because there's Bounce House, there's Bouncy Castle, where I'm from in New York. That was a moonwalk. That's what we called it. There's so many different names for that thing. Anyway. I've heard, I've heard moonwalk. I think it's a Bounce House at our, at our county fair. Okay. Well, on the Upper West Side, it was a, it was a moonwalk. Anyway, Corinne brings in one of those, and we're going to go in depth on that one. But, you know, and her and Nick are, like, just making out on it and like she's she has straddled him and Vanessa sees and at the end she confronts Nick and I fucking loved it it was great I was just like this is a strong check I really like her and she said to him I'm not judging Corinne I'm judging your actions and I was just like yeah that's awesome good for you Vanessa (laughs) yeah you know here's the crazy part about this is I knowing Nick in that moment and and I really don't know how this season plays out I don't I, I I don't want to because I just I had to hold my whole season in way too long, and I don't trust myself again. <laughs> um, but, like, after watching her say that to him and stand up for herself and challenge him, I guarantee you Vanessa will be around a while. Oh, like, totally. Nick likes a strong Nick girl. That, she likes a strong girl, and he likes it because Nick knows that he's not perfect, and Nick knows that he's going to make mistakes in life. And, like, for her to sit there and say, Nick, you know what? I'm not here to think you're, like, all that. I don't think, like, yeah, I'm into you, but, like, don't act. Or you know, don't try to try to play this off on me. I think Nick in that moment probably fell for her harder than he expected. Oh, I like that. Interesting. Yeah, and she was like, "I don't know if you're here looking for a wife, or if you're looking to fuck around, or what you're looking for." And it was just, it was great. Like she really kind of took the power back from Corinne and from Nick, and I just thought it was really badass, and I, I liked it, especially because she was. Um, first of all, I think she's like gorgeous and definitely looks reminds me of Andy. So she, I'm sure Nick is into her. And also, Nick cried on the, on his date with her. They had a one-on-one earlier in the episode yeah. where they were in a, a low-gravity plane, and then she got really nauseous, and he, like, you know, did the figuratively held her hair back as she was puking. It was sweet. It was fine. Whatever. Very nice. And then they have dinner on top of the U.S. Bank building, which is the tallest building in L.A., and I used to work right by it. I wouldn't really... I'm not, like, dying to go up there, like, just because it's the tallest building. I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, that's just not, like, a, yeah. a date hotspot, in my opinion. But anyway, they go there. <laughs> They're connecting, they're vibing, whatever. And for some reason, Nick is like overcome and he just starts like, you know, tearing up when he's saying like he feels really optimistic about this process around Vanessa. And once again, I'm not judging her actions. I'm I'm judging him. Like, what was he so, so like overcome with in that moment? And I, you know, I love displays of emotion. I cry all the time, but it was just kind of like a weird moment from Nick. It, it didn't. It, it seemed like sincere, but also I'm just like, well, what's going on here? Like, is there something caught in your eye or something like that? Yeah. Uh, well, as you know, watching my season, I never cry. Never. Uh, but never. You know, there's, okay. So, and, and, and I was talking through this last night with one of Lauren's friends. Um, oh, so you I guys have a group it. watch. I, interesting. And, well, last night we did. Okay. Uh, our goddaughter came down last oh. night. So with the three, Lauren, her friend, and I watched The Bachelor. And, How lovely. Together. And, um, you know, and, and for all the, and, and I know you know this, like for all the, the hilarity and comedy and entertainment that The Bachelor offers, there are, you know, the part that I will continue to watch is there are very real moments. There are real people trying to figure out a very odd situation. I've always said that, and I will always say it. Um, and in that moment, I'm assuming, like, I felt that with Nick, or I felt that during my season is, and, and it happened during Lauren's date. It was our very first date together. And um, you're sitting there, and this whole thing's kind of been overwhelming. And you've done this press junket, and you've done these photo shoots, and you've gotten prepped, and you've done all these interviews, and you show up for the first night, and these women get out of a limo, and you're nervous. 
And then you get this thing started and you're, you're wondering like where it's going to end or, you, or where it's going to take you or if there's even a light at the end of the tunnel. Because like we mentioned earlier, there are a lot of dates or time spent with people that you know it's not going to work out with. And it is exhausting and it's weird and it's, it's sometimes forced. And I think in those moments, like I think probably sitting there, and I don't want to speak for Nick, but I'm assuming he was thinking like, I see at least something here. And I can see that like somebody of character and somebody of beauty and somebody of like conviction showed up to try to date me. And like, I like what I'm seeing and it's a breath of fresh air. And for the first time in probably two months since Nick was announced The Bachelor, he felt like himself again. Right. And he felt like he could actually walk out of this thing and be happy, which isn't a feeling that you feel all that often. Right. Like particularly on this show. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you, know, like I, I know that's what you're like in general. You're that you're saying like on the show, it's so rare, but like just kind of in in general, like I guess that is really nice when yeah. you like feel normal, with, like a new person or whatever. I don't know. It was it was funny. Definitely, that is not that emotional. Nick is not the one we've seen that often in all of his time on TV. So it, it definitely it definitely stood out. Um, I think it's. Can we, we is it Juliet? Hold up. Is it not weird to you though? Um, no, it, it is funny. That they like made out right after her puking. Is yes. that not weird to anybody? Yes, else? I was like, that's uh, gross. I hope she had some mouthwash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and she doesn't. They're up at you know they're up at, uh, in, in on some plane with zero gravity. Like when they started kissing, I said, "There's no shot I would do this with Lauren." Like she's puking, <laughs> I would hold her hair. I would, I would, I would be close to her. I'd cuddle her, whatever. But if she starts trying to make out with me, like no shot. Yeah, that happened. I know that was so gross. <laughs> And then he makes a comment like, "She, I'm sure she felt weird because she says, I just threw up. And he goes, it tastes, it just tastes fine to me. And I'm like, that's the, one of the most grotesque things I've ever heard anybody say. <laughs> that is so true. It, I, I thought that when I was watching, too. I was like, that's just kind of gross. And she was like, um, oftentimes when they put the woman or the man in like a situation they're uncomfortable with, like someone who's like afraid of heights who has to like walk across a high wire or like someone who's like scared of horses has to like go on a horse or whatever like usually it's really um like they're like talking about their fears and how nervous they are and it's just like come on like this was this is so contrived but vanessa talking about how embarrassed she was to throw up on the date was so real like that's like when you're on like a a date early in a relationship and like you you just like don't feel well and you don't know how to hide it and it's it's like that was just it was very real i guess they do have like a real thing going on but that that was so gross when he kissed her after she puked just the grossest um Yeah, just let's mark that down. Yeah, for the record, it was gross. You know what? I also find Corinne gross, and I want to talk about that. But first, I want to tell you about some sponsors. First, let's talk about Kopari. If you're like me, the shelf space in your bathroom is precious real estate. That's why I'm excited to introduce you to a line of beauty products that's as great at multitasking as you are and as I like to hope I could be. It's called Kopari. Made with 100% organic coconut oil, Kopari products moisturize your skin and hair without any sulfites, silicones, GMOs, or parabens. Plus, their great aroma and non-gritty texture allow them to be applied from head to toe. Some of my favorite Kopari products include the Coconut Sheer Oil, which is a perfect light facial moisturizer, the Coconut Balm for intense soothing and smoothing of super dry skin, the Coconut Crush Scrub that buffs you beautiful, the Coconut Body Glow that gives you a natural all-over shimmer, and of course, the original Coconut Melt, a premium 100% organic, unrefined coconut oil that melts on touch. So, say aloha to the best skin and hair of your life with Kopari. 
Go to koparibeauty.com slash bachelor to get 20% off your order. Again, that's Kopari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash bachelor for 20% off. Come on. I know you want to do it. Who doesn't want to have great hair? You could look like a girl in The Bachelor. And let me tell you about one more. Let's talk about Simply Safe. Home security services can be such a ripoff. They lock you into long-term contracts where you are stuck writing huge checks with no way out. Honestly, it's robbery in and of itself, and it can cost you thousands. But now there's a smarter way to protect your home with Simply Safe Home Security. Built by a Harvard-educated engineer to make you safer, Simply Safe provides security that you can trust. Most alarms rely on a phone line. That can be easily cut. Simply Safe is wireless and portable with a cellular connection built in. You get professional monitoring with police dispatch so your home is safe around the clock. And there are no annual contracts, so there's no commitment or lock-ins, period. Best of all, with Simply Safe, 24-7 protection is just 15 bucks a month. That's less than half of what most places charge. So, opt for a service you can rely on and protect your home in a smart way with Simply Safe. Get more security, more freedom, and more savings. Visit simplysafe.com/ringer to get 10% off your system today. That's simplysafe.com/ringer. Um okay. Back to the show and the elephant/cougar, I'm going to call her even though she's younger, who we've not fully discussed named Corinne. I just want you to know, Ben, that I hate Corinne. I cannot stand her. And like, I know that's the point, but I don't even like find it like funny how much I hate her. Have you ever felt that way about another human in your life? Um, There's like some people that I actually know who I do really hate. Like I used to really hate this one girl in college who like once told a story to our sorority and cut me out of it. And I was just like, what the fuck, you bitch. But, <laughs> but other than that, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let me hear why. Um, I hate her because she just is like so rude. Like, aside from the fact that, like, I think a, a lot of women, like, which we're seeing right now, have the reaction of like the sort of like that overt sexuality is almost like uncommon on on women. So like they don't really know how to process it in some in some cases. I just think she's like disrespectful. And she's also clearly wasted for the entire show. All of these shots of her sleeping when everyone else is like doing an activity or like at the roast ceremony. And it's like, yeah, because she's wasted. When I drink a lot, I need to go to sleep too. And yeah. she, like, she's clearly just like pounding drinks and we don't, and we don't see it, which I don't really know why. Cause we see a lot of people drinking, but we never see Corona with a, with a drink in her hand, um, which is strange. Definitely. And also I don't, she's just so contrived. And the thing is that Nick is really into her. You can tell he actually is into her and he has said it, but you don't get whipped cream on your own in the show. You don't bring in a fucking bouncy house on your own. Like everything she's done has been, it's almost like she's like too obviously a stooge of the producers. And I just like, can't get down with it. <laughs> yeah, that's you're, you're exactly right. I said, I have, I've, I've asked many times, but I said, there's, there's some things about the show. I understand. Most of the fact is it, you know, it, and I'll stand to this, like it is real. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone's asked that. My, my question, I have two thoughts here. My, my first question that still like confuses me to this day is how over 21 seasons of the bachelor has the Corinth of the world, not like watched the show before and said, Hey, post show, this could be bad for me. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be the girl to go like interrupt him three times. Like that's a very like obvious, like, play that happens every year that never goes well like that's never the girl that ends up getting like chosen or makes it far um my second and more serious thought uh is what this does for the young woman watching the show Mm. Uh, i don't like that at all i don't think it's right i don't think it's 
I don't think it's fair. I think it's honestly like disgusting that at any level uh, it's being portrayed that a woman needs to express her sexuality or be more sexual to interest a man. Like, I don't think that's right. I don't think it's a good message to send. I know it's not what Nick ultimately wants to marry. I know it's not what I would ever be interested in. Yeah. Um, Ugh, and I gross. don't like that that's being, yeah, I just don't like that that's how this is looking because it is obvious. Like everything that's been done uh, uh, in their relationship so far has been at the foundation sex. Right. Um, so that's not right. And my third part is more on the lines of what you're saying is like, like why doesn't she just like, like, make a decision that doesn't have to be the wrong decision. I feel like every time, every date she's had or every situation she's been in, like, it's been the decision that's been the wrong one. Right. Well, um, let's just run down everything she did this week that was annoying. So um, she begins this week with, uh, at the rose ceremony, or sorry, at the at the cocktail party, she decides that she's going to, like, like do some, like, seduction move where she puts on, like, a trench coat <laughs> And she gets, and then she f- grabs Nick, like brings him to like, you know, a, a corner where no one can see them. And she does, and she like does a modified version of the whipped cream bikini scene from Varsity Blues. Have you seen Varsity Blues, by the way? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just making sure. It's a foundational movie. So it's, you know, she does an alley larder, except that I noticed a few things about this. So by the time Corinne meets up with Nick, it's pretty clear she's not wearing like any underwear at all. When we see her putting on the trench coat and everything she is still wearing a bra and like maybe underwear but i don't know and she like seems like she's taking it off by the time she gets to nick so it kind of made me wonder like how like from that moment i was like this is just so contrived and then obviously she comes with ready whip and it's not like she's going to the grocery store while she's on the show so they either already had it in the house and she grabbed it from the fridge or she like asked someone to get it for her and it's just it's just so ridiculous and then then she like puts um whipped cream in nick's mouth and then on her chest and has him like eat like lick it off or whatever but it's very awkward i don't even think it's sexy she like puts it like right above her boob it's so weird it's not cute it's so, hot. It's so hot. i nick i mean they, and you gotta think here nick and her have only known each other for two weeks not even not even two weeks like yeah, he's getting he's getting a lot of uh, Corinne in his face yeah. and, and in a very short amount of time. Yeah, it's so it's so much. And so then she gets interrupted by Jasmine, who is the Warriors dancer, and um, and then Corinne flips out. Like she's just like it was ruined. I, I think you're supposed to assume that because she didn't fully strip, it was ruined or something. Like she she leaves okay. her one on one time with Nick, still wearing her trench coat. And she then, and then at that point she's like freaking out. She's so upset, and she ends up in bed, and she misses the rose ceremony. But she's already gotten a rose, so it doesn't matter. Could he have revoked his the rose if he'd wanted to? It would have been a big ordeal. I no, I honestly, I, there are very few things that like are ever like rules. I guess when it comes to the Bachelor, and here's a little insight. Mm-hmm. I feel like for vote, like in like taking the rose back would be something that probably wouldn't fly just because it would be too confusing like as a it's not it's not the format of the show right like once you get a rose you're safe and like there's very few things in that show that are rules but it's like if you have a rose you're there to the next week and if we started like not we i'm no longer part of this thing i'm (laughs) in tampa getting off again um but if the bachelor i think took that back then it would just it would add too much mystery to every time you get a rose like what is it what does the rose mean then you know is it as is it is it is it definite you know concrete ideas yeah 
Right. So the only so only thing for sure in The Bachelor is is the value of the rose. It's good to know. Glad, glad we established that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think. I don't know. I would assume. Like, I just don't. I think that would just change way too much. Like, I don't think that's a. This is not a fair idea. Like, once you got a rose, like, hey, you're safe. No matter if you sleep the rest of the night. Right. It's like immunity. Because, like, on Top Chef, if you want immunity, you could, like, give it up if you want to. Same with same thing with Survivor. I guess a girl could probably choose to give her rose back. She could, like, opt to leave. But probably yeah. the Bachelor can't revoke it, basically. Good to know. So yeah. that was, that was like, only the first annoying thing she did. Then we also found out this week, or we already knew, but she told the other women in the house that she has a nanny. And the nanny she loves because she wakes her up, she makes her coffee, and she makes her cheese pasta. We had a lot of discussion about what cheese pasta could possibly be. Mac and cheese. Is that does she mean mac and cheese? And she just doesn't she's never heard that phrase before? Like is she confused when she sees mac and cheese on a menu somewhere? It was that was just ridiculous. <laughs> it is. You know, like there's uh, there's so many things about this. Like I and I've been through it. Like, I don't love the, the idea of just like ripping on somebody, but like, this is one that I think people can get takeaways from. And I hope Corinne watches this back and says, okay, one, like, I don't need to be as sexual towards a man to get his interest. Like, that's not a good look. I don't it's think that's going to happen. Nick. Like, that's really like, that's really nice of you to like hope for that for her. But I, I really highly doubt this will change her behavior. <laughs> and then like, when it comes to her nanny, who looks like a sweetheart, like even during the previews of when Corinne was like introduced, uh-huh. she was like, I think her, the, the like scene was her just going to tell her nanny, go get her food, which to me is just, and like it's, it, it just like, it hurt to watch yeah. because in my mind, like no matter if you're paying somebody to, you know, be your nanny, like don't speak to her. Like she needs to just bend over backwards for you. Like that's not fair. She's, she is still a human that has like dignity. So treat her like she has dignity, not yeah. just boss her around. Yeah, yeah. It, that's the thing about Corinne. Like ultimately, she doesn't seem like a good person. Like uh, many other, um, many other villains of the show, like Courtney Robertson on Ben Flanick's season, or uh, who was there a villain on your season? I can't really. I, I don't really think there was. But like, I what? think people would say Olivia, but like, it oh, wasn't. I forgot about her. But Olivia, like, clearly was getting you know a little abused by the show. Like Corinne does yeah. not does not seem that way. If anything, she's like in cahoots with the show, and she's getting like so much screen time. We I'm certain we'll see her in Paradise. Like there's no question about it. So like there's just so little redeeming about her. Like she just is not a classy girl, and I cannot stand her. Oh, she sucks. And then it, it's just still got worse. So then we find out about the nanny. She's like very unabashedly telling the girls. Then she gets to go on the best date probably in the history of group dates, which is, and this was like pretty shocking to me the Backstreet Boys are on this week's episode they're legitimately famous <laughs> they're really famous yeah. I agree yeah and so the date yeah. is being backup dancers for the Backstreet Boys which and Corinne's a bad dancer so she's pouting she like leaves the date she's not having fun and I just can't imagine like squandering that opportunity even I, I would definitely be uncomfortable in that kind of situation where I was like I had to be a backup dancer for them but it's the Backstreet Boys like have fun with it it's ridiculous yeah and I was pissed at her for for not appreciating it as a Backstreet Boys super fan I'm even planning to go to Vegas to see their residency I was just like what is she doing she's wasting precious time with with our great artists the Backstreet Boys Julia I'm gonna I'm just gonna give a little bit of analysis right okay. now please do. I feel like you might hate her in more because she offended your love for the back people. <laughs> I'm just gonna, this is my takeaway. 
<laughs> I mean, I do. I like, did feel she didn't appreciate it. Well, I guess. She, it was a sacred moment for you, and she squandered it. I get it. Like that's <laughs> the Backstreet Boys. Uh, I mean, they're just like the the thing about the show. We've seen a lot of artists. Like you had Amos Leon, who I like, and is like a talented singer songwriter. But like usually these quote unquote celebrity guests, with a few exceptions, like Amy Schumer and Jimmy Kimmel, are really not that famous. So they had not only the Backstreet Boys in this episode, but also Olympians, Allison Felix and Carl Lewis. Like. And Michelle Carter. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Those are all very famous people. I, don't I agree. Know, I don't know I how they Kevin did Hart it. I Ice Cube. I you, thought that was pretty legit. Oh, you did? With Lauren, right? In the, in the hot tub? No, Kayla. Oh, with Kayla. Kayla. Right. I think Taylor For reminds me of Kayla. Do you see that? Kayla. Oh, oh, I, you know. Yeah. I was going to say, I think, is it, is it Taylor, maybe? The, the girl at the site, like the... Uh, Psychiatrist? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Taylor. She reminds me of Kayla. Oh, oh, I thought you said Kayla reminds me of Kayla. Um, no, Taylor definitely reminds me of Kayla. Like yeah. it, I said it last night. Like it's very similar. Yeah, I could really see it. I actually think Taylor seems like way too smart for this show, and like she just needs to take her talents elsewhere. This is not the right place for her. <laughs> she's like, I secretly think she's about to write a book because she's <laughs> analyzing like the the, the impact like on each of the contestants and I think she's super smart and she's going to walk away from this thing with a whole analysis like I want to see her journal for the show because it's going to be brilliant and then it's going to we're going to read about it in about two years yeah she she's uh just like obviously too serious like and not in a bad way but like she just kind of doesn't have the bachelor speed like you know like on a bike you have different gears and you switch it depending on like the hill or whatever she only has one speed i think and it's not the right speed for the show and that's okay taylor we'll find a place for you it's just not on reality television (laughs) and that's totally fine no it's it's on the new york times bestseller list yeah exactly exactly (laughs) and then yeah so corinne ruins she wastes the backstreet boys date which and i just want to say like the theme here has been overreactions and at every step along the way she's overreacted she freaked out for no reason when her date was interrupted when that's like or not even a date, like one-on-one time. That's standard operating procedure. Then she gets to go on the raddest date, and she doesn't appreciate it, and like also pouts during that. But fortunately, she didn't. I don't think she got the rose on that date, so that's great. Oh yeah, Danielle L got it, and Dan, that, which meant that Danielle yeah. L had to make out with Nick on stage in front of all the other girls and in front of like a crowd of five hundred people. That speaking of Nick making out with the girls in front of the other people, does he have to? Did, would he have to make out with Danielle on stage? Like, why did he do that? That's even worse than some of the other ones. Yeah, no, he definitely wouldn't have to. I mean, I, like I'm, I'm telling you, I never, ever would have been asked, pressured, or anything like that in, in almost any situation. Like, the only, like I said, the only time would have been if I would have said, hey, can I take this rose girl? And they, the priest would have been like, no, that just doesn't work. Like, that's not, that, that just can't happen. That's totally his choice. I, most of these things are situations where he's up on stage, and he's with a beautiful girl, and he's dancing, and he's like, I don't know why his reaction is to make out, but... um He's getting away with it. Like, I feel like if if I would have done that, like, I would have had 10 women, like, pretty much totally against me pitting just to leave. But um, Nick's getting away with it, which I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. But, yeah, I don't know why he's choosing to do that. Like I said, it's one of my, my biggest critiques of Nick as a bachelor, even though I think he's doing a great job. I think him kissing girls in front of the other girls is just not 
healthy. Right. Yeah. It's bizarre. So anyway, Corinne's yeah. tour de force. The last stop is instead of having a cocktail party, Nick decides to have a pool party. And so Chris Harrison comes in. It's like Nick knows what he wants. Nick knows what he wants to do. And there'll be no cocktail party. We're having a pool party. Does Nick really decide that? Like, I just have such a hard time wrapping my head around how much agency he has. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sure he did. I don't I don't know that exact situation, but a little uh, behind the scenes scoop on uh, for my season is um, and, and granted, like it was covered up and I'm glad they did. I had a parasite. I think you and I have talked about this all season during. The you did. I didn't know that. <laughs> you, you didn't know that. No. OK, so I went down to Honduras for um, a mission trip like three months before the bachelor started. And then I went down again the week before the bachelor started for my, one of my best friend's wedding. And I came back and I got super sick, like stomach illness. And you can even tell during the season, like I lost a ton of weight and I was sick the whole time. Oh my um, God, gross. And we never knew exactly <laughs> what it was until post show. And Lauren was like, Ben, you're always carrying a fever. You're losing a ton of weight. And what, and I had this rash on my side and the parasite was actually like, and, and I'm done with the parasite after this. this. This really does nothing for this use of the bachelor. But um, it was trying to like eat, eat its way out my out of like my stomach lining, and so it was causing this like massive irritation. Um, so long story short, uh, if you go back to like the Bahamas, when my season was in the Bahamas, we had a cocktail party, and everything was set to go. We had this beautiful location, this beautiful house, and I was carrying a massive fever, and I was sick. I was. I couldn't like get out of the bathroom. Like I was throwing up. And, um, finally I said, guys, like I can't talk to these women tonight. Like I, I just can't do it. Like I, I don't feel good. And so we decided to cancel the cocktail party that night. And I think we said like, Hey, he knows what he's going to do because I did. And we didn't want to really be like, Oh yeah, by the way, Ben can't get off the toilet. Um, cause that would have been weird, <laughs> but, um, it, it was pretty much like all of us talking and saying like, Hey, tonight's not a good night for a cocktail party. Let's, let's cancel it. Like there's no need for it. And so we did. Um, so I'm sure Nick probably was either tired, overwhelmed, confused at just like how fast everything was moving and probably went to the people and said, Hey, I want to ask to not like have a cocktail party tonight. I'm tired. I, I want to get it. Like, I, I just want to get this thing over with. And they probably said, yeah, that sounds fine. All right, cool. All right. Well, I, interesting. Um, and I can't believe you had a parasite. That's like brutal being on, I would not be happy being on TV. So anyway, back to back to Nick. They have the um, pool party, and like we were talking about before, there's the bouncy castle, the the moon bounce, the moonwalk, call it whatever you want. And Corinne and Nick are like, they're like having sex, but not like they're close to it. She's like straddling him, you know. It's as much as you could show on television in broad daylight um, without it like needing censorship of any kind. And all the other girls see, and Corinne is just like. You know, how do they how do they sneak in a bouncy castle? I do not know. They probably assume like the other girls must have seen it before that. Right. Like they can't just like bring it in surreptitiously. It's just impossible. But uh, the best moment from that was when Alexis, she gives the middle finger to the camera <laughs> and and it's like at Corinne and and and, and Nick I almost called him Bick. Um and it, it was just so funny. And it was just like, it was just more Corinne, like wreaking havoc. And we, you know, she just gets so much more screen time than I think she deserves. I understand she's like the villain, but I just hate her. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he has, he has some good characters on a season. Like he has women that I think they could really like show and that aren't like boring and aren't, you know, that, that are interested in Nick and, and willing to like 
you know, for example, like we haven't seen much from, I think it's Danielle that got the rose. We haven't seen Danielle, much from her. Um, yeah. Um, we haven't seen much from, I think it's, it's last night we were going through all the ones. Whitney. We really haven't seen much from Taylor. It's true. Um, like Brittany, Kristen, Brittany, Astrid. Like there's a lot, like, there's a lot yeah. of girls that like are interesting and I think are like intriguing to like figure out where they're at with Nick and that like we just don't we we honestly haven't seen one conversation of. it's true we kind of only know Alexis because she's the dolphin girl Corinne because she's Corinne Vanessa because she's called him out and then Danielle M got a one-on-one so we know her a little bit but like I would love more Rachel who got the first impression rose and Rachel should have gotten more time last night but she messed up the sprint at the very end um yeah that was ridiculous yeah I mean th- there are so many more girls that I just it's a great point that I wish we got to see but we just we just don't it's ridiculous I hate Corinne. And yeah, Corinne. Corinne. Ban Corinne. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't deal with her. Um, I got, we got to wrap this up, but I just wanted to run down three extremely uncomfortable situations. And I, I just, you know, using your expertise, just comment on how you think Nick felt. Number one, which was the hot tub on the track and field date. So there's a, tra- there's, you know, they're with the track stars, the Olympians. And at the end, there's a sprint. And then the winner of the sprint gets to go in a hot tub with Nick. And it's not like the hot tub is elsewhere. The hot tub is like on the track and everyone could see. It's not even in the sun. It's like shaded. It was very, very weird. And Nick is just watching <laughs> this sprint happening while sitting in a hot tub alone. It was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't get that. I remember... Like when the bachelor started for me and I was like, you know, there's some things that I'm like not down for. There's some very like strict guidelines that I want to keep. And they were like, Hey, how do you feel about hot tub? And it's like, yeah, I mean, I like a hot tub, but I like a hot tub after a long day where like I can sit and look at the stars and relax and like pick my feet up. Like I don't find a hot tub. as just something that I chill in midday, like for no reason. Like there's no reason why I get a hot tub. It's to rest my, like my muscles. Like right. not just to kick it in. Like it's not, it's, I, I don't get it. Like I, I don't understand that part of the back is why are hot tubs <laughs> such a prevalent thing? I don't know. It's almost like they've become like completely unsexy because they're on the show so much. It's really weird. <laughs> um, okay. Weird. Second most uncomfortable situation for Nick. At the end of the episode, Raven, um, who's from Arkansas, who we also have not got, gotten a ton of, but she decides to um, try to end Nick and Corinne's interest in each other by telling Nick that that uh, Corinne has a nanny and Nick is so confused he's like wait what like an adult like like does like a real nanny and Nick was just so confused I I loved it it was so funny yeah first off like I like that Raven's the one that brings it up me too I, I, I think I think we're gonna really like Raven by then because she comes from this like small town She's, she has a simple background. She's trying to make the most of this, like, small area she lives in. And she comes on this crazy show that, like, is totally out of her comfort zone. And I'm sure when she – like, I, I think Raven probably works really hard. It's a very independent, strong, confident woman. And I think when she heard, like, somebody has a nanny, I bet it just completely, like, her, threw her off. Like, I remember during Caitlyn's season, my worldview – changing so much and my eyes being open to this world of people that I never knew existed, you know, especially coming from Indiana mm-hmm. and just being like confused half the time. And I'm assuming that Raven was just so thrown off. Like, I don't think she comprehended the fact that like people actually have people 
that like make them move. Right. Like, I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's a common thought in her town or in just her life, which I don't think is a bad thing at all. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And finally, we'll just do one more send off to Jaden Tanner's wedding, which we'll now never speak of again by relishing the, the weird moment in which Nick had to tell everyone that he had sex with a girl. Not that weird, but under the circumstances could not have been more strange. <laughs> well, here's my first takeaway from this. And it was okay. my final critique of Nick as the bachelor. Why does he say sex? It's such a harsh word. Like, Hey, you know, Liz and I slept together. We spent the, the evening together. Like, we, you know, it's very clinical. We had sex. Up. Yeah, it's very clinical. We, yeah, hey, <laughs> we had sex, and it's like it just seems every time. It's like this. It, it, it even for me, like it's hard for me to like even like honestly, Juliet. Like every time he says like Liz and I had sex, my I have a mental image of them like having sex. Like I don't know if that's good or bad, or if that's an issue in my own life. But I feel like if he slept up, slept together. I'm like, okay, I know what they did. Yeah. But like when he says sex, it just like has this weird flashback moment for me where I have to like shake my head and clear my mind. Like it's not a good <laughs> moment anytime. Um, I think that probably is representative of the encounter based on Liz's uh, 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 description of it last week. Um, the only person who was slightly more awkward in discussing it was Corinne, in fact, when she was like, they had intercourse. <laughs> and that was, that was one of her statements. <laughs> that was a good word. That's great. But yeah, I fifth grade when uh, you first learned it, the, the spinner came to talk to us. Yeah, like we're uh, like good touch, bad touch, and, <laughs> and the birds and the bees. And intercourse was the word they used. So I think I think that's her. I think it was her, her takeaway. Is intercourse <laughs> is the appropriate use of the word. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's very odd. I'm I'm with you. Like Jaden Tanner's wedding, a beautiful ceremony that is now un- unfortunately for Jaden Tanner marked by the idea that Nick and Liz had sex intercourse intercourse right <laughs> intercourse. um all right that's it for this week Ben you're a champ for coming back on here um I wish you well with the software sales please keep me posted on how they're going and next time you're in LA thanks, we will watch the show together since you know that would be fun that sounds awesome yeah well thanks Julia I hope to talk to you again before uh this season's over oh yeah absolutely it's a standing invitation Uh, Thanks again for listening, everyone, and I'll be back next week. Bye, Ben. See you later.